Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday, where we espouse the principles of Americanism, pay homage to liberty, discuss the principles that this country was founded on, and lately what has happened is that we've become an enemy of the state, which... um. I'm starting to relish at this point, but this show really started on Friday. So I've asked for a little different um, change here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set the table here. And if you care to participate in the show, it's 312-642-5600. So we're going to get into the specificities and the stupidity of uh, the worst walking punchline governor in America, soft hands J.B. Pritzker. We're going to talk about uh, little mini Beetlejuice, Lori Lightfoot. And we'll talk about the bipartisan massive mistake, the largest mistake in American history, the shutdown of America in the anticipation that we could start it up again, which is really ridiculous. It was moronic when first said. It's even getting more moronic as we see the the inability of, of people to do that and the ramifications of this bad, bad policy that we, uh, unfortunately, we were helpless to. But anyway, I want to start with uh, Friday and why I say the show started on Friday. As you know, I am an avid AM560, The Answer listener. I particularly love The Morning Answer, where Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson, I personally believe it's the best show in morning radio, and I rarely miss it even when I'm out of town. All right, now that you've fulfilled your contractual obligations. Thank you, thank you. So what we're going to do now is um, Dan asked a question Friday of what I started. I know I started it. I'm sure some of you do. Open Line Friday was started by me. Anyway, Dan's question was, what is your primary duty to, government or your neighbor? So this got me to thinking, you know, it was in the Obama years that I realized war has been declared on Americanism, on the individual. War has been declared on what the principles of America is. And that's how socialism, the cancer of socialism, spreads throughout the country. And it spreads primarily because it sells a phony, non-existent altruism. This notion that you live for others instead of yourself. It is what all tyrannies and communism and atrocities throughout the world have ever been set on, is that principle, that philosophy of altruism. Now it's used against the American people, and it got me to thinking about such issues in that phony altruism, both the idea that you must sequester yourself you must stop seeing the people you love your mothers it's mother's day happy mother's day you must stop socializing you must stop your business practices you must shut down your life as you knew it and you must roll over to a fear now granted the the virus is real and although its deaths are infinitesimal although it hasn't bumped up the average daily deaths in america 
at all. For this, we must all stop and submit. And I called it early on, and those of you that listen to the show know I called it. I said, this is when America is broken for good. I believe it was the first time I went to the grocery store, and I saw the fear in the American people. And ironically, I've watched it get worse, not better, as the certain ticky-tack laws slash rules have come down to us where we are now listening to most people who have never worked, like J.B. Pritzker, who's never really had a job. I know he touts his professional accolades, but as I said many a times, if his mother didn't know who to give a lap dance to, J.B. Pritzker would be working at a kiosk. As for Minnie Beetlejuice, Lori Lightfoot, she is a political animal who's managed to swim along the bottom of the political corruption river of Chicago politics for years, and she's right where she's supposed to be. That being said, this idea, this notion that you're to do this for your neighbor, for your government, really doesn't sit well with me. So I reject it. I've ignored it since it's been implemented. Let me tell you right now, haven't stopped my personal daily activity at all. What really pushed me over the edge was the idea we were going to be forced to wear the slave plate, which is all that that mask is. It's a slave plate. The science is contradictory. It, uh, some doctors believe it, some don't, some nurses do, some don't, and the brouhaha. But moreover, the philosophy in which you are supposed to yield to the mob is because you don't have the right for your own opinion. You do not have the right for your own livelihood or yourself. That's what we're really arguing. So in other words, today's society has rejected the enlightenment. The notion of the only way I can be both a good neighbor and a good citizen is to take care of myself, my needs first. To understand, I have rights that cannot be legislated away. They can't be voted away. They can't be taken away by one man or one billion men. My rights are unalienable. And this notion that they can seize our our businesses, stifle our property, seize our movement, seize our freedom, and above all, the cherry on the You're a Slave Sunday is force you To put something over your face. It was just simply too much for me. So I've ignored it. So now, I happen to have a lot of people out there who like me, even some radio hosts, who may or may have not printed up a little thing on the internet. It's an interesting little thing. Because what it does is it takes the social engineer and it hoists him by his own petard. What it does is it says, I am exempt. It's a little piece of paper. It's got the seal of Illinois on it. And it's got a little slave with a mask on with a line through it. It says, I'm exempt from any ordinance. Requirement, face mask usage in public. Wearing a face mask poses mental and or physical risk to me. And then it states all of the ways businesses can be fined for not abiding by the American with Disabilities Act. It's a great little piece of paper. So I haven't used it. I took a picture of it and I went to that very same grocery store where I first recognized the breaking of an American spirit. And I walked in as I've done every time without a mask on. And the management saw me. I saw them see me. And I ignored them and walked diligently towards my products. And they sent the grocer, the bagger to me. You know, the little guy that, you know, nobody's going to yell at him. He's a kid with his first job. And he says, excuse me, sir, you uh, are supposed to have a mask on. And I say, well, listen, I've got a chronic illness. And I pull out my little American with disability card. It says I'm exempt and you don't want to be fined and yada, yada, yada. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, because he didn't know what to say. He didn't want the confrontation and I didn't want to take advantage of that confrontation. You already did. So I said, I have a chronic case of freedom, brother, and nobody is going to break me of it. 
And I went about my merry way and I shopped. So I tweeted this little event. And that's a catch-22 for the liberals, too, because they view freedom as a disease. Exactly. So I tweeted about it. The tweet went in my little circle of, I think I have 3,700 followers or whatever they're called. You know, 180 of them, whatever the case is, they tweeted it. But one in particular, you're always going to get those blowback, right? And I like that. I love any argument or fight I can get into. I kind of take it like my erotic pleasure. I'll take it online or physical. I like it either way. Anyway, a lot of arguing back and forth went. And I noticed this one particular one who talked to me in a manner where he called me, you know, you effing this and you effing that, you selfish son of a bitch. It's about your neighbor and yada, yada, yada. And I remembered thinking, hmm, this is a particularly unusual name that was on this Twitter. I remembered the name because I live in Elmwood Park. And in Elmwood Park is where I raised my kids. So when I first had kids, I remembered I did everything in my power to protect them. And one of the ways that I protected them is I joined a list where if a sexual deviant, a registered sex offender, moved into my neighborhood, I would be given an alert and it would tell me the name and how far from my property they lived. Wouldn't you know, when I saw the name on the tweet of the scumbag lowlife demanding I give up my freedom for his safety, guess what? It was the name on the list. So this stupid lowlife rat pedophile who likes to arrange. Now, I'm just going to read you because this is, by the way, common knowledge. I printed you up the news story there. CBS Chicago, 2011. January, or I'm sorry, June 13th, Maywood, Illinois, man from the western suburbs, Elmwood Park, is charged with trying to solicit sex with what he thought was a 12-year-old girl. Cook County Sheriff Police executed a sting against Lou Castillas, 54 years old, 2100 block of 76th Avenue, not that far from me. And this scumbag, for two months communicated with the sheriff's police thinking it was a 12-year-old Maywood little girl. This is the kind of altruism that's who you're protecting. Pedophiles and wife beaters and child molesters and scumbags of all kind. This is who you're asked to bow knee to, to give up your liberty and your freedom. Not on my watch, kids. Not ever. 312-642-5600. You big cold-blooded dummy. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Now, the reason that I call it phony altruism isn't strictly because it benefits the lowest form of scum in existence, pedophiles like this lowlife, but that it is steeped in force, You should maybe uh, in control. Reiterate which lowlife we're talking about. His name is Lou Castillas. K-O-S-T-E-L-A-Z. 12-year-old little girl trying to talk to her. Are you are, well, what he, kind of He thought she was a 12-year-old little girl. And and now he's worried he's going to get the flu. What what police yeah. What police <laughs> uh, organization was that that stung him? Cook County Sheriff. Was it I the believe. sheriff's? Okay. Yeah. And it's amazing because apparently I've been playing Ali Ali Oxenfree with him on the 2100 block of 76th Avenue. I I literally have been driving down, Lou, Lou. Nobody answers. Like a lunatic. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's not the point. To make make an issue of this scum 
is no different than to make an issue of the scum that beat their wife. The scum that steal from their boss. The scum amongst us, which we all know are there. But all of a sudden, for the last two months, I must subordinate myself, my family's well-being, to others. That's not the America that we were promised. And by the way, that's not the America that became a superpower. The irony here is they are implementing a regression of which they have no idea the ramifications of. And they're starting to see it in the 33 million people not working. That's the number now, and it's changing daily. Of the 40% of businesses which will never, ever reopen. You know, we're going to get into that a little bit, but I do have callers on the line. Let's take the calls, and we'll take them in order. Jim, thanks for calling. How are you? Good, my friend. How are you? Good, good. Good. You know, I got a video today from a friend of mine of the Fresno police arresting somebody because some guy wanted to open up his restaurant yeah. against the high and mighty government edict. And you know what this is going to do? It's going to have people not respect the police. Well, I, I have to say, president. all my life, I only respected the good ones. I recognize, you know, from Melrose Park, I recognize long ago police are people. Did you know that, Jim? Did you know that government employees are actually people? Some are yes, good. It, some are bad. Most are in the middle. Right. right? So I've never given respect to an occupation. In fact, it sickened me. We had a guy here who I I filled in for. I don't even want to say his name anymore because he's telling people to vote for Biden. (laughs) And he used to do that stupid thing. Respect the blue, the blue, the blue. And I used to say, what about the the scumbag cops? You know, the ones that Serpico showed were the entire New York Police Department? See, because there are good ones. And when you give their virtue to bad ones, you're actually insulting the good ones. So I love all the good ones. But you know what a good cop is? Good cops are like the ones I know in Elmwood Park, the ones I know in Elmhurst, the ones I know in Chicago, the ones I know throughout the place where I have a personal relationship who when they got the order to shut down a beautician, they would have said absolutely not because they're men. They would understand that they swore to uphold the Constitution, not some baby-handed trust fund fat slob who wants to abuse power to show his authority. Thanks for See, calling. The problem, though, if they if, if they disobey orders, they can be fired. Too That's bad. If you if you obey orders, I go to jail. I don't really care about your conundrum. You're sworn to serve and protect me, not some elected bureaucrat who may or may may not be a hermaphrodite. That's not who you're sworn to uphold. All right, let's go to Bart. How are you, Bart? Oh, how bad could I be? You are rocking it tonight. Hey, listen, if you were a pedophile, what could be better than wearing a mask? You you get to wear a mask now. You get the anonymity to carry on your skullduggery. And And you got 1300 Don't forget, you've probably (laughs) racked up a lot of porno subscription fees. And now we, me, you, Edward, Macbeth, we all chipped in and gave this scumbag $1,300 to float his subscriptions. You see the problem with socialism, Bart? It's not very thought out. And it tends to benefit the 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 scum. We've all traded traded our manhood. What has happened to us? I I know you're not down with me in this way on this, but I'm an unrepentant Christian. I serve a mighty God, Uh and now I have to cower in fear because of a virus. And that's not what the Constitution says. Well, you know, what we do have in common, Bart, religion or non-religion, as you know, I am a 
a, a Norseman pagan. But anyway, um, what we do <laughs> what we do have in common is that neither one of us are afraid, for, are afraid to test our beliefs. And neither one of us would take the rights of another to sustain ours. You know, I was thinking, Bart, about our kids and how, how society in whole has no problem robbing the future as they pass these ridiculous bills that will bury these kids that we have never met. But how it's you Ayn Rand come to life and how you know, right, well, how, Ayn Rand in real yeah, time and how you and I would never take from Macbeth's kids to give us one more day on a ventilator. I know I wouldn't. Well, and I'm I would. pretty sure you wouldn't. But they're getting all my stuff when I die Bart, anyway. This is what happens when the phony. Thank you. When the when the scumbags, when the scam artists hide behind this phony societal altruism, which does not exist and cannot exist because it itself is a lie. When it tells you that your life is mortgaged by another, you are to live for someone else. Then you can never be benevolent. You can never be generous. You can never be a good person. If in the philosophy of your nation, you are to subordinate yourself to his whims, his needs, even his wants. This is a country that used to reject that. What the hell are we doing? Pritzker has a five-step plan. Listen to me. A five-step plan to reopen, to get back to normal. Do you want to know? I'll go over the steps, but I have to get to step five because I just want you to have an idea what it's going to take for this blowhard to actually allow you to go back to life. Here's what step five is. What it means is continue to protect the vulnerable. The goal here is to continue and maintain safety until COVID-19 is absolutely contained. Only then can all businesses open up. Only then can non-vulnerable individuals resume working. Listen to that. Most activities resume in healthy and safety in safety places only when there is a vaccine and all are treated. So now this slob gets to tell me and my family when I can resume my life. Well, I'm going to tell you what, boys and girls. There may not be a, a front in this war on you, but this is a uncivil war because it doesn't allow you to fight back. It uses law and tyranny as its weapon and the threat of force by police officers, most of whom will follow orders, most of whom. All right. Uh, I wish we had that. Do you have that clip ready of that Wisconsin cop? Do you have that, Macbeth? The Wisconsin cop who was going to arrest a woman because she did a play date. I gave it to you. I sent it to you. I just don't know what it's listed on there. All right. We'll find it when we get back. Here, we go. let's go to Edward. Edward, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Yeah, Sean. You think the uh, hospitality, uh, just to use them as an example, is going to join the criminals to uh, demand that we uh, get back to normal? Why would the hospitality industries do that? When you think about it, the very well-connected hospitality Industries are having the people sublet the homeless in their places. You know, it's not just San Francisco that is setting up the homeless in hotels, most of which are owned by political lobbyists and connected, to where we the people are paying two fifty a night. So some stumble bum who was a stumble bum before COVID and will be one after can sit in a nice hotel room and pretend he's a man while we cater in food and drugs and booze. <laughs> It's absolutely preposterous, Edward, isn't it? Did you ever think you'd see a day? And by the way, if you want to go to work, Edward, to take your family to a hotel and buy your food 
and booze and massages, you'll get arrested. That's how you know you're in a system that does not work. What do you got for me, kid? Well, we got that clip, but it's a little bit long. So go ahead and take Greg, and then uh, I like Greg. We'll get the clip, and I like the topic. Basically, says I can't. Greg, how are you? Yeah, I didn't finish typing. How are you? How you doing? Good. Uh, You know, I I I can't take the same word because this this is this point where he's going on this five point plan. There there hasn't been a vaccine for the pandemic in 1918. The the problem is the problem is now. We can't even get the message out. Your shows get the message out. Dan and Amy get their message out. My thinking is they're eventually going to come for the, the free talk that we have now. Because if you look at what they own, they, the enemy of our republic, the enemy of us, they own the media. They own the newspapers. Their message is constantly coming out. Yeah, but do we they have, here's the thing, back. Greg, I've said this before. It's what Dan always used to let them talk. You look at these everyday people, my yep. wife and her friends, everybody, they laugh at this media. They're walking punchlines, not just because high def put, put you out their, their crow's feet. Yeah. They're, they're punchlines because everyone knows from the valet Parker to the executive. They're you selling new socialists. Take my socialism. mic for my cold dead hands. You know. Thank you, Greg, for calling the show. I started on crow's feet. I'm still fired up about the scumbag pedophile. 312-642-5600. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. As things go on in this quicksand of socialist incompetence, I'm still amazed, brother. I'm still amazed. Why? I'm amazed at the amount of people that, even though they look unwitting, are willing to go along with it. And I'm particularly talking about the Wisconsin policeman, who, by the way, if you have a, a, a ratio of a 17-inch inseam and a 52 waist, in fact, let's make a new rule. <laughs> if you can't buy your pants off the rack, yeah. you can't be a cop. Think of the pensions we'd save. No, no, they'd all get their pensions immediately. They're capri pants for fat men. Yeah. And he's walking around like an actual man yelling at a woman. And his upper body doesn't match. Not that it has anything to do with the merits of the kids, but his upper body does not match his lower body. It's it's very, it's like somebody cut two halves of people together and glued them. Yeah. This is when you better have that real strong taser if I pull in the driveway and you're yelling at my wife like that. The real strong one. An angry confrontation between police and a mom over her little girl's pandemic play date. So why are you here? Because your daughter is going to play at other people's home and you're allowing it to happen. Deputies in Wisconsin not wearing masks came to the home of the mother of four and warned her not to let her seven-year-old daughter have a play date. Stop having your kid go by other people's home. The disturbing video is going viral, and there's lots of support for the mom on social media. These cops are on a power trip, posted one woman. I spoke with a mom who asked to be identified only as Amy. The way they talked to me was completely disrespectful. I had done nothing wrong from the moment I opened up the door. He immediately started yelling at me. Her daughter was on the play date at a neighbor's home down the block when the cops came calling. Do I need to come get her or is she able to come home? This is hard enough on us as parents and adults. Can you imagine what it's like for these kids? They need to socialize. Their argument may be they have to keep people safe with social distancing. I have a right to be outside my home. I don't have to be locked in my home. 
I believe this is harassment. I haven't done anything wrong. And the deputies left with a sinister warning. Middle initial in your last name. I'm not giving it to you. That'll be documented too, that you're uncooperative. Who documented to A statement by police says what the video does not show is that this is the fifth contact we've had with this female in recent weeks. Look at them heading home after their dirty, filthy hookups. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what, man. That was me, not the story. I know. Inside edition, by the way. Inside edition. But moreover... Absolute fascism. Where's Antifa? Absolute and total fascism. But because you have convinced the pedophiles that this pandemic that hasn't moved the daily death rate, one person. The affected groups. Not one person more than the average death rate in America. By the way, did you know what's amazing, Macbeth? I don't know what's happened to all the pneumonia deaths. Well, they get reclassified. Oh. oh, oh yeah. they're, they're more valuable as mm-hmm. COVID. Does, mm-hmm. so. Because as we all know, a state synonymous with having dead people vote would never fudge the numbers to substantiate payment by the federal government to the state hospitals. Well, that actually... Never. That, that brings up a good point. Are we now fast-tracking the COVID deaths for voter registration, or are we um, just treating them as any other death? Every COVID death is another bonus to the Democrat base. But is that an automatic voter registration, like motor voter? Automatically in. Okay. Like when you get your license now, whether you speak English yeah. or you're from the country, or automatically if you take a driver's a Democrat. test. Registered Democrat. <laughs> My mother, she, you know, when she was alive, she was a strong Boy. Republican. Since she's died, she's been a foothold of the Democratic base. Oh, By the way, dear friend of mine, I won't mention his name, but it's named after a famous Russian uh, leader. Dear friend of mine, his father... Sadly, passed away like a year and a half ago. The good news is he just got $1,300 stimulus check. Oh. Yay! Hey, Another well-thought-out product. We're, we're good. We're good to go. No the, problems here. The, and what are the repercussions? You know, I was reading on my way in as I was driving without my seatbelt or mask. I was reading on my way in that in New York, an $850,000 contract was given to a company to make respirators. And guess what? They don't make respirators. No, they don't. They got the money. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And you... They will, they will eventually yeah. supply respirators, probably through a third party. I think it might be for the regular company, which is scuba masks. Yes. Hey, let's give these idiots more power. In case the nipple piercings didn't deter you enough from Cuomo's uh, competence level, let's just give scuba diving companies who don't make respirators $860,000. If you like your doctor, you will be... No, I like Sorry, that's I'm me. glad you played him because he reminds me of why we stood against this. He reminds me of the fraud that he was and will always be. You know, the, the, the lawyer, the best lawyer, the best constitutional lawyer ever who never filed a, a lawsuit, who never tried a case. The best. And that liar, fraud, made it all the way to the White House and now has come out to say he feels that the response to the COVID is chaos. But with that same judgment and that same intellect and the mighty brain that Barack Obama is, he sees the future of America in the hands of that stumbling, diaper-wearing pitcher of incompetence, Joe Biden. Yay! I've had enough. Let's split the country up. I'll go to the side with the people with the IQ over 60. You stay here with the trust fund babies and the socialists. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. 
Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Phase three, what it means. Strict physical distancing with some businesses opening. The goal is to thoughtfully begin to reopen Chicago safely. Huh. What it allows. Non-essential workers can begin to work. Ooh, look at you. Work in a phased way. Select businesses and non-for-profits. City entities will open. They've all been getting paid anyway. Don't worry about it. Appropriate protections for workers and customers must be taken. Non-businesses, social gatherings, limited to 10 people. By the way, you're in phase two, dummies. You don't get to do this now. You can hope for it. You can hope that Pritzker wakes up on the right side of the bagel tomorrow and he says, okay, we're in phase three. Because you know how we got to phase two? Yeah, he made that up too. This whole damn thing is made up from this walking cartoon character. A man who needs a toilet brush to wash himself has just shut down the damn economy. I can't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I, I just can't. I don't All right, Tom, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Well, I wanted to rant, Sean, but I think you're being unfair. I'm so happy to live in Illinois. Okay, I have a, a trailer. It's 7 by 10, and the, uh, the uh, new tag went to $154 on my trailer. So I, I'm not licensed as a mortuary to move bodies. I can't do that. I can't move firewood. I can't move agricultural products. But, you know, so I'm just doing put the my firewood on top of the body so you could kill two birds with once. Yeah. I got well, it. You know, listen, I, I've tarped a few things in my life, but let's not say that on the air, okay? I, but I just want to say that I think the Illinois estate is doing a great job. I have four vehicles that I pay a hundred and some change for those tags, <laughs> and now one hundred and fifty-four bucks for my trailer. So I think they're doing a great Tom, job, you and you're being so unfair. You should have called me, Tom. I know how to get around this. Here's what you do: you volunteer the trailer to haul the new mail-in ballots that they're going to fake from the cemetery. And what they're going to do is give you one of those M plates that these fat slobs in all the municipalities stick on their RVs. You see, you got to think like a scumbag. After all, that's can the I, new virtuous, Tom. Can I double park it in front of a fire hydrant? Then Only with the if down? you donate to the mayor's <laughs> campaign contribution. Are we still pretending? I mean, are we still pretending? Okay, we got another call. I like the calls. Peggy, how are you? Hi, I told your call screener that I was sad, and I am, because... Look at it this way, you could be Mrs. Pritzker. This lady called into a talk show, and they talked about collateral damage and stuff, and and her husband owned a business, and uh, she called for him in the house, and she thought, oh, he isn't in the house, he's probably in the garage. So she went out to the garage, and he had hung himself, and he left a note stating that you know, he couldn't open his business, and he... He had to listen to his wife you know, calling radio shows all day long, and, too. That's not... And your, your call screener said, you think that's something. It's all over. Of course. There are things that, that like, they're talking about a virus. Here's You're the, talking about horrible things going on. Here's the bet, Peggy, that we have in the water cooler bet, I believe it's called. Um, in America, on average, there's 57... With you, it's a boiler room bet, but go ahead. Is it 50,000 or 57,000 suicides a year? Um, not sure, but it's somewhere around there. The question is, will the COVID virus 
even with the pneumonia cases thrown into the mix and the heart attacks thrown into the mix and all the homeless people with no family to dispute it thrown into the mix to puff up the numbers, will it top suicide? That's the, the, the uh, bet from trading places. And I, I will bet you The inflated $1. number is already above that. No, I don't think so. I think the inflated number is. Is it? The true number, we'll see the CDC released two sets. Of, well, there's a lot of sets of numbers, but the two major sets of numbers are total COVID fatalities. What they consider any COVID fatality is somebody who was positive with the disease when they died, whether it was the cause of death or not. And then ones that they estimate the actual cause of death was the virus and not something else, a stroke or mm-hmm. you know, cancer or something like that. You mark- and it's roughly half. So I think it's about 30, 60, something like that, 35, 70, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. It's roughly half and half, and I, I looked at it yesterday, and I hadn't. You mark my words, Macbeth. But yeah, I think we're probably around there. They they said they had passed uh, oh, uh, what uh, Vietnam, which was fifty eight eight thousand. So yeah. you mark my words, Macbeth. When they dust off an investigative oh, the post mortem on this is going to be brutal. The investigative reporters, once they dig into this, they will find that the numbers have been inflated by fifty percent. They will further find that the idea. That Trump was wrong when he accused the House of truly undermining him at every turn. Now, here's the thing. If you've listened to this show, you know full well I am not a Keynesian. I do not support the collectivism that populism, which is what Trump is selling, is based on. I see the corruption, the bipartisan fraud, the ridiculousness in having one Low life with a history of massive financial crimes by the name of Steve Mnuchin overseeing a $9 trillion bailout is outrageous to me. So it's fair to say I seldom agree with Donald Trump. And anybody who doubts that will just stick around and hear the Archie Bunker clip that you requested from me. Earlier. That's right. But when I agree with Donald Trump, I truly do agree with Donald Trump. Because the House is a setup. The House is a bunch of Trump haters. Uh, They put every Trump hater in the committee, the same old stuff. Uh, They frankly want our situation to be unsuccessful, which means death. Now, you know how you know he's right? He has literally done everything that they've asked. He's done everything that Barack Obama did in the past, and he's doubled the numbers. He has literally followed the platform of what to do in an economic emergency when a Democrat sits in office. And yet still they try to undermine him. And to get whom into office? The walking punchline? Joe Biden, who is so illiterate, he doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. This is the Liberty Hour. Each and every Sunday night, 312-642-5600. I get nervous when you pause. I like to pause every once in a while. And my music just died. I'm debating. I'm going to tell you why I paused. I'm debating whether to follow the Trump issue with how outrageous and outlandish the houses has been both in the fact that they are now trying to double cross anybody they deem too big 
that has been given the money and they're demanding that they take it back in hopes that they cannot so that they can either bankrupt them outright or hostily take possession of, of, of stock and an interest in that company. Or if I want to continue on baby hands, I've never, uh, never been able to go, go to the bathroom without an assistant, J.B. Pritzker. I can't decide which one I'm going to go with. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to let you talk about both if you call the show. But I want to expound upon the huge mistake that I think Trump was dragged into, that I think he was under the impression that his actions of cooperating with the philosophy of socialists by funding this money and by throwing it out there and his hopes that he would be able to turn the, the, the economy back on as if it were a firebird were simply a well-intended huge error and not the diabolical strategy of the socialists who have been capitalizing on every downturn in this nation since 1900. I think what we're going to do is really look at how can we possibly go back to capitalism, go back to freedom, go back to America, when admittedly the people in charge have no idea how to do it, didn't think about the process, prior to doing it and the mistake they made was to think that they could get along with socialists you can't nick thanks for calling the show how are you buddy yeah i'll make it short uh uh you have not because of me because you uh great show by the way i love it man i love having you on sunday evening um we this all started with the communist chinese not being honest with their own people and and other people in the world of course at first that they had a serious problem with this disease but uh, in seoul south korea they recently like in the last couple of weeks they started opening up things a lot and they let people congregate like in nightclubs and all that and it was too much uh, of a problem starting to develop and so it is a, a dangerous disease but here in the chicago area, for example when I'm around on the buses and walking around, everybody's pretty much wearing a mask, watching a six-foot distance, uh, you know, uh, keeping their backs to each other. If you got to go past someone in the store instead of walking by straight, you got, you know, go sideways. I mean, we're practicing what we got to practice. How See, long do Nick, we have to keep this, uh, this communist system being imposed on us? It's yeah. almost as if individuals are capable of protecting themselves. Well, I know that sounds crazy. Not only that, Nick, but the, here's the problem I have with it. First of all, the, the, the fatal disease human beings have is life itself. It's a fatal ailment and we're all going to die. And the principle, the only thing that we have that makes us different than any, any other animal is that we have the philosophy and the recognition to be in control. At least we're supposed to be. And this notion that we can somehow stifle people's freedoms in, in the name of other people's lives doesn't ever work, whether it's an economic life, whether it's a phony idea of some imaginary Healthcare or other mysticisms that a small collective called government wants to perpetrate. When the reality is what they really want to do is seize the very ownership of your, your life anyway. Whether they do it through kicking in the front door or they do it through subverting the back door, that's what the goal of government has been. They're not your friends, and the proof is always in the pudding as the Democrats go after the people they said they were going to help because they decided they're too big. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. But wait, there's more. 
liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. So I left off... uh little intro to this hour and what i meant by that was congress as the money went out and they rubber stamped the money to go out and as you know on this show i said you are now passing a bill a spending bill a a subsidy for lack of a better term that is larger than the the entire debt was in the year 2000 i don't think you need a better term i think that one's pretty accurate 6.2 trillion dollar spending bill and there were the democrats well not that they can read. I'm, I'm convinced they can't read. Their bills are written by other companies and, and, and pharmaceuticals and credit card companies, so well, they don't write them. It's 6.2, but it's actually 4.1, but it's also actually 2.2. Yeah. So let's just say 2.2. Oh, get the hell. Let's not, let's, let's not count the 3.9 that's coming out of the Fed. In case you haven't learned, when you're talking about the government, you round up. Is the Fed not now buying stocks? Brother, have you seen the stocks? The, the, market, the markets have been staying up, which makes no sense. They're not pricing in any of the, the pain that we're going through. So here's how they I don't get it. Immediately past $6.2 trillion. Two of it's for us, right? Two of it's for Main Street. The socialist Wall Street gets four. To shut the people up who, who were noticing it, they automatically threw another trillion on. So we get three, they get four. So 6.2 turns to 7.2. And by the way, they're working on four more trillion. Um, because people said, hmm, how does one company, one investment company, get tapped from a guy with massive scandal and corruption charges by the name of Steve Mnuchin, who looks like a fish without the hook in his mouth? He gets, he's in control of it all. He gives it to one company named BlackRock, one company who has no discretion, and their job is to fake the market. By simply waiting for the market to go to strategic points and levels that would be considered short sells and just buy it with reckless abandon and don't worry about it. So they're keeping it up the same way they built it up, which is through phony money and a ridiculous credit bubble. That's what they did with, by the way, with your great grandkids money, because your kids aren't ever even going to come close to touching that money. They still have to work on the 23 trillion that was in existence before this nonsense. But anyway, to prove Trump's point of how the House turned on him, immediately after, as the little demons they are, Washington sets forward a new House Oversight Committee for the Coronavirus Oversight Panel. Now, it's primarily made up of the people... Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. It's even-handed, bipartisan people who who don't, don't really have an agenda, right? Absolutely not. Oh. The woman who I say... I will bet you that same trading place $1 that she cannot balance her checkbook, Maxine Waters. She is, I believe, in charge of the whole thing. Why would you let that be justifying the House? Because the House is a setup. The House is a bunch of Trump haters. Uh, they put every Trump hater on the committee. The same old stuff. 
Uh, they frankly want our situation to be unsuccessful, which means death, which means death. And our situation is going to be very successful. The House has put on a committee, an oversight committee of uh, Maxine Waters and Maloney and the same people. And it's just a setup. Uh, but uh, Dr. Fauci will be testifying in front of the Senate. Not no more. And he looks forward to doing that. He's got the, he's got the, he's got the, the positive. But the House, I will tell you, the House, they should be ashamed of themselves. And frankly, the Democrats should be ashamed because they don't want us to succeed. They want us to fail so, so they can win an election, which they're not going to win. But they want us to think of it. They do everything they can to make things as bad as possible. And right now, the stock market's way up. Everybody's excited. Yeah, they're going back to work safely, but they're going back to work. We're opening up our country again. And this is what we're doing. And I'll tell you, the whole world is excited watching us because we're leading the world. And what happened should never, ever have happened. That's the part I wanted. What happened should never, never have happened. And what happened is you shouldn't have capitulated. Yeah. Now I got to listen to the Burt Wyman stuff. How everybody's excited, it's going to be great, and you're going to want the rust poofing. Right. I don't need any of that. Stick to the principles and the facts. You, you would have never you really got to go with the clear coat. The clear coat's really the key. It's ridiculous, brother. So now they got yeah. the monies out, and now they get to steer it to the Barack Obama oh, friendly companies. You know. Duh. So they get the bailout. Once again, it's socialism for Wall Street. It's pretend capitalism for Main Street. And by the way, that's if you get to phase three or four or who cares. You know, I'm, I'm invited to a, a thing. I'm going to let you know how it goes on Tuesday night. going to get together with a couple of business owners in the town where my cigar store is. Stand around the outside perimeter I, of I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to promote. Just open the damn doors. <laughs> let the people decide the way it should be. You got a restaurant? If you want to go to a restaurant, go sit there. Because you know who's going to restaurants, Macbeth? And I know this for a fact. Little portly Pritzker hasn't missed a meal. And I'm not just stating the obvious. He's going around right now to these connected, mobbed-up restaurants. He's having dinner with his entourage. His life hasn't changed one iota. And I don't just mean because his wife flew away from him again, like I'm sure she wants to do on a daily basis. I mean because the rules are for us. There have been people isolating in groups as well. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, There there are people who have... uh, who have actually literally logged their time and documented their time to to show that they were isolating and that they can play with each other and that they can go out together and oh no we're safe as a group and here's our affidavit so, and that and you just and you just see you're just you're just playing oh, their boy, game oh. you're playing along Is what the, are you doing the future's gonna suck it already will Mike thanks for calling the show how are you glad we're up hi is this Sean Sean yes yes. Listen, you know, I wanted to say I'm a bit disappointed in my brothers and sister Christians that have basically been silent, and we are what Obama has said a long time ago, the Christians that are clinging to their Bibles and their guns. It's a picture of fear when we should be the ones out there saying, listen, our First Amendment rights supersede any edict, any, any proclamation that any fact Jelly Belly might make to tell us we can't worship. And I'm tired of my Christian brothers just sitting there and taking it. We need to get up and worship, and we can do it safer than a Walmart or a grocery store. You know, Mike, I have to tell you, I was, uh, my mother was Catholic. I was baptized Catholic. I went to St. Joe's High School. 
I was a Catholic right up until most of the pr- priests started to prove themselves like this scumbag from Elmwood Park, Lou Castillas, and their pedophiles. I couldn't take any of it. I, moreover, couldn't take the hypocrisy. I couldn't take the leadership who not only was more interested in enriching a company of which the wealth cannot be m- measured in the Catholic Church, but the hypocrisy of the kind of subservience they demand from their parishioners is why I broke all ties except for paying tuition for my kids, mainly because I won't send them to the prison camps called public schools. So that's my relationship with the church. But the hypocrisy in it, Mike, as far as I'm concerned, it goes back about 1,500 years by my math. So, yeah, and, and you know, Sean, I, I understand what you're saying. But as I read God's Word, and I, I know we're all hypocrites if we sin, but, you know, my salvation is in Jesus Christ. And I, as I read God's Word, there's only one person I'm to fear. And that's God. And there you God go. God alone. You and, and I agree. And what we're doing as Christians is we're showing we're afraid of, of this jelly belly guy. And I'll tell I you. I can't. I don't know. My, we've lost faith of, or lost sight of what is Caesar's and what is not, I think. We have more agreement than we have disagreement. Yeah. The only difference is when I go before God, Odin, no, when I go before God, <laughs> I want to say I did the best I could to maintain all you gave me. And I never yielded, and I never hid, and I never was seeking protection and and improvement by other human beings. I don't give a rip what the pedophile scumbags who demand I wear masks think, or for that matter, what the good people who demand I wear masks think. I have the right to my life and my allegiance, as Dan Proft asked, isn't to my neighbor or my government. It's to me. And if somebody wants you to wear a mask and you're not willing to wear a mask, they're just not going to get your business. I looked at the science. It's as simple as that is. I made the decision. It can go through your eyes. I made the decision. The mask isn't good enough. I'm going to roll the dice with freedom. And if God wants me, then come and get me, baby. I lived my life ready every oh, day to end it. Please answer that prayer. All right. Please Let's go over, Lon. How are you? No time, dude, but oh, go ahead. How's it going, brother? You do it quick. Yeah, let's go back on hold. I gotta have Verlon rant. We we gotta we gotta give him a little bit of time. Yeah. Plus, he came to the cigar store, and we had uh, we had, I had to throw him out. What? Yeah, he had the scrubs on the COVID stuff. I can't. Oh well, he's in healthcare, dude. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What the hell's he wrong came. with you? No, he came in, and you know what happened? No, we're gonna get this break in. Then we'll you get know in. what happened? I'm not kidding you. A lady saw us in there, called the authorities. A friend of mine said, "Do me a favor. I don't want to have any problems. Can you get out?" Of here? So now we've got snitches, mainly. In size 16 granny panties, calling up the police on, on people who open their businesses. I work for the CIA. 312 642 This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM 560, The Answer. Everybody knows I so want to like this. I can't believe it. they'd be mad. You sure they'd be mad? It's COVID. Uh, yes. There is a direct link between tobacco and the resistance to COVID. There's, well, there's two sides of that, right? There, there's the side that there, there is some evidence, and it's not clear cut. But as a smoker, I, I love luck this too, right? Uh-huh. There's some evidence that um, the fact that when you're smoking and your lungs are just sort of naturally inflamed, we're talking about cigarette smokers here and probably weed smokers too, I would guess, people who inhale smoke. <laughs> You'd know nothing about that. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I didn't have 20s. No. Um, but, but, you know, you've already got a certain amount of inflammation in your lungs and your bronchial yeah. tubes. Produce a certain amount of mucus. There's changeover and it's hard to reach living tissue. But on the flip side, if you do get sick and you're a smoker, your lungs are weaker and you tend to get more sick and you're more likely to be in a ventilator. Really? 
Yeah. I'm still mesmerized by the weed because the only thing that explains that physique is the munchies. Well, Let's go to Verlon. Munchies, you don't need weed for munchies. You just got to have that fat gene. Verlon, how are you? How are you brothers doing today? Good, good. Well, I want to talk about these, the policies of these Democrat governors that sent the fox into the hen house. They sent Corona into, into these nursing homes where I work. And, and uh, to, to hurt these, what they, I don't know if they intentionally you know did. Let, let, me, let, me, let me interrupt you a minute because I want you to expound upon that. Because that is, in fact, what Cuomo admitted to inadvertently. He said, I didn't know how dangerous it was when I directed people with COVID to be sent to the weakest section of our population. Right. Is that also what That's happened right. here? Yes, it is. Yes, that, yes, that's exactly what happened here. And let me tell you what the CDC, what I told you about it, but I'm going to tell everybody else. Let me tell you what the CDC did when they came to my job. If they find one person with corona, they shut down the whole wing, disinfected wing, and told the owner of my facility, you can't open up this wing unless you take in corona people for this wing. Otherwise, you can't do any business. So he will be losing $6,000 a bed. So what do you think he's going to do as an owner? He took in corona people. And guess what happened? It spread throughout my whole facility. I work on the second floor. We had 108 people on that floor. We yes. have 65 now. So that's how many people died. And uh, we had 11 people yeah. with COVID. And everybody else on the floor has corona. You know, the COVID is the last stage. So that, this is what these Democrat governors did to our nursing homes across the United States. But guess what? The Republican governor, DeSantis, took care of his elderly. You don't hear about it in Florida. You see, you, the, the Democrats, they're, they're just low down. I don't even know what else to say. I'm, I'm ran out of words. You know, Berlin, I'll ask you a how qu- can you explain it? Well, let me ask you a question. All right. So if I, uh, if I have something completely unrelated to Corona, right, let's say I break my leg. Okay. And I need short term rehabilitation. I'm 65. But I've also, you know, I'm, I'm Corona free. Where am I going? Right, I'm going to a nursing going to, home you, to to a short term rehab okay. center, right? You, you, that's right. You're going to go to a rehab, like my nursing home. My nursing home does rehab. We take care of elderly special needs. We do dialysis. Yep. We do we do it all. That's what all of the nursing homes do nowadays. They do it all. They take in everybody. Yeah. So you're going to go to a nursing home and you might catch Corona. Yeah. So I want to answer your question. You said they're low down, or what is it? And I'm going to say it's only one of two things. And I've noticed this with Democrats. I don't necessarily start out attacking the intentions of Democrats until I know them personally. And I'll be quite frank with you. I grew up in Melrose Park. I married into a union family. I know a few. Here's here's the way it is. It's one of two things. Number one, either they're merely delusional and incompetent and arrogant, which is the fundamental principles of being a socialist, or they're devious and they understand that government's greatest asset is its failure government really succeeds when its plans fail because in each and every case it gets more funding and it gets more power we are living in the reality of that so try harder regardless of their outcome as the democrat governors have sent covid into the most risky uh, uh section of our society All they really did was gain authority and power over the healthy. So this failure by Democrats is truly their greatest strength. As you see the power they exude from the 
custom-made podiums for very short inseamed 62 wasted people or miniature Beetlejuices like Lori Lightfoot. What they've done is from these mini podiums is literally seize your actual ability to leave your house, if you can imagine that. So it's one of those two things, but in either case, what happens to you and me is that our freedom is gone. It's over with, brother. You know this, Verlan. Yes, I, yes, I do. Let me tell you a secret. I was doing battle battle with this county commissioner earlier today. Was it, he was has it a show. Pete Sylvester with on the, the plastic you know, the hair? On, was it, time time. His name is Brandon Johnson. He's oh. the county commissioner. Oh. He's calling for a vote to do two, to do two things. Uh, uh, an investigation over all the nursing homes in Cook County and further uh, throughout the state, and a national takeover, government takeover of uh, nursing homes. He wants to take them from their owners oh, yeah. and do a, a, a government takeover. Because of those, as of those of us who've had seniors who were World War II veterans, my grandfather and my uncles and all that, the one thing we absolutely must give to senior citizens as as they're gaining 10,000 a day is the confidence to know you will be taken care of by a government facility because we all know that is the <laughs> epitome of success in utopia. Verlon, thank you so much for calling the show. I really right, appreciate brother. Take it. Easy. But that's the point. They gain more power. And wouldn't you hope one day, I'm sure you've worked up until this time where you were told you couldn't anymore. I'm sure your entire goal was that one day, you could make it all the way to a government old people's home. Yeah, right. Let me tell you something. You think suicide's high now. Dreams of Medicaid. Larry, thanks for calling the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Excellent. I wonder, do you believe in coincidence? Um, I don't Seldom. know. I, I, I met my wife's cousin the week before I met her. Kind of made out with the cousin, then met her at the family <laughs> party. That's a coincidence. <laughs> so go ahead. Well... I don't remember if it was Thursday or Friday, and I'm not a conspiracy nut. Okay. Uh, but the mayors and the governors started talking about opening schools again in the fall. And literally the next morning, we started hearing about kids where the COVID-19, now all of a sudden where it has never affected the kids, now is affecting the kids. Yeah, Larry. Do you believe in coincidence? No, I'll tell you what I, what I can't help but notice, Larry, is that these teachers, first of all, in particular, any union, but these teachers in particular in their union, how they have somehow weaseled their way in to the forefront of first responders as they sit on their robust derrieres and get checks for logging into a computer in their bathrobes while they spew propaganda that at least before they had to get out of bed to do. So I am amazed at their ability to capitalize on this. And you notice, Larry, not only are they going to stay home, only the union ones, by the way. They're going to make more money. They're going to make more money for doing less. Because after all, isn't that the new America communism? I mean socialism. I mean Democrats. Casey, thanks so much for calling the show. How are you? Hey, Sean. How are you doing? I'd just like to say I'm probably one of your youngest listeners. <laughs> all right. Good. And Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think J.B. Pritzker knows what a natural right is? Absolutely. And he's determined to take them all away from you. Don't confuse, don't confuse these actions with ignorance. Yeah. What he understands is the problem with this society is the fact that it's based in the rights of the people. All he has to do is take power over that. It, it's unbelievable. It's just, I, you know, I've read so many books. I've listened to 560 since I've been 14 years old. 
And quite frankly, it's right there in fine print. And we need a Madisonian conservative to come in here and fix this. But there's just not enough of them either. Casey, you want to know what I find to be something of a, of a ray of light this last week? And believe it or not, I never thought I'd say these words. It was Elon Musk and his recognition of the abusive power Democrat, that, in particular California, shit. has taken over his company. That shouldn't and, surprise you. He's very libertarian. But here's the thing, though, Casey. That's where it'll be sparked again. Yes. In the end, there's only one right answer. You could ignore the right answer. You could pretend it isn't there. You could even lie. But in the end, sooner or later, there's only one right answer. That's why, as time goes by, you're seeing countries that never would have taken into consideration the individual right over society like Sweden simply say, I'm not going to do what the rest of the world is doing because our people should decide. That is a big win, Casey. Now, it's not a win in America, but it's a win for humanity. So that's the problem. You want to know what's going to happen? Unfortunately, this country will be the last one to recognize the individual rights again, because we're the we're the first we gave it away already. It's already over. We've got to hope that it sparks in another country. Three, one, two, six, four, two, fifty six hundred. We'll be fighting it in the meantime at the Liberty. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. So for 40 years, we've been arguing with communists who call themselves socialists. For 40 years, we've been fighting for our own property rights over our earned income and our business decisions. And I say for 40 years when the reality is it's really 90 years. But for 40 years, the reason I say that is During the articulation of capitalism by Ronald Reagan, he was made fun of by the Keynesian Republicans in Bush. Never forget the one who named it trickle down and voodoo economics. It wasn't Mondale. It wasn't the opposition. It wasn't Jimmy Carter. It wasn't uh, any other notable Democrat politician and or commentator it was a phony fraud what i consider to be the worst kind a republican so we've been arguing with all different kinds from the hardcore pipe hitting communists all the way down to the moderate altruistic socialists about how capitalism works now unfortunately for us those of us who like capitalism who like freedom who believe in Americanism, we're going to have to deal with this hybrid socialism of Republicanomics, Trumponomics, of Keynesianism, of collectivism. And it's not going to work and it's going to fail, but what'll be nice is that the bubble will get pumped up again on phony nonsense and you'll be told how great it is for the economy. But this is a time for you to really teach your children about how the economy works and who the most important person is in it. It's every little economic piece of it. It's every individual. Everybody from the guy who sweeps up, who often is the owner of the business, to the worker, to the the person who produces the product somewhere else, to the idea 
that you can buy something for a dollar and sell it for two and all of the nuances that get into that. But as you drive down the streets and you see the actual ramifications of what is happening, do not be lured into the hip, into the notion that it's a virus. This isn't a virus that did this. This is politicians. This is government that did this. Nobody's a victim of happenstance. Decisions were made and the economy was shut and stopped and you were threatened with the force of law had you had a different opinion. So when all this is said and done, many years from now, remember what happened here. This is an abuse of government power. That's who broke it. Now the idea is, when you're rebuilding it, do it under the right principles. So you got a job to do. And it's not going to be, I'm not going to come out here and tell you how the idea is Republicans must win. No, no, no. Trump's going to win because even the least among us look at this doddering old fool and realize there's no truth in him. And I don't just mean the hypocrisy of him molesting women for 50 years. There's no truth in him because he shouldn't be in the position he's in. And anybody that supports that is a liar to be, whose opinion should be thrown away instantly. Trump will win, and he should win. But on day one, after the win, he should be controlled. He should be raged against when he promotes this fraud, populism. And we have to figure out how to reset America on the course that really made it a superpower and made it rich. It wasn't rich because it could flip a switch and print money. And some fish-faced fraud could control it into Wall Street. That's not what made America rich. What made it rich is the people, the capitalism, not the corporatism, not where if you had the right lobbyist on K Street, by the way, they're not missing a beat. You got the better deal. You got the inside track. That's what ruined it. What needs to take place is things need to be changed and change them at your local level. Because what's happening right now It's just a smaller scale of the same BS. From the guy who gets the curb contract to the guy who gets the sign contract to it all. It's all corrupt. Understand it. Now is the opportunity in the ashes that was once the American economy. Because here's the real skinny. The people in the know know that it's never going to be the same. Not for a decade. The insurance companies right now are are firing their staff firing their, their, their vice presidents, cutting everyone's salary. Why? Because they know all this phony baloney money was another golden parachute to companies that were hanging on by threads, that were looking for an excuse, that were already put in financial problems, not because of COVID, but because of the failures of government that led to this point, because of Obamacare, because of the massive costs of licensing, because of the intrusive intrusive shakedown extortion rackets of municipal government. Now's the time to really have an opportunity to rebuild. Pete, thanks for calling. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm a little aggravated. but so I, want to, I want to know how long do you think that the fat man and the midget downtown are going to be able to shake down the federal government for some money? They're going to hold off. Pete, thanks for the call. They're going to, and if you're on the line, stand line. They're going to hold off. Until they get a favorable Congress, and they're going to override. And hopefully, they're hoping Biden wins, and then we're going to bail out these scumbag corrupt pensions and the money bundlers that knew it was a fraud. 
312-642-5600. Missed it by that much. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. This is The Liberty Hour. I love the show. I love the two hours. I love the calls. It's, it's your show. You're not allowed to love it. Two hours. We got calls the entire show. Yeah. And this is a this is a relatively word of mouth spread well, for the show. You know what that means? It's good. That means people have gotten their fill of 90s bulls. Yeah. <laughs> because the 8, yeah. 8 p.m. hour for the last few weeks has been dreadful for calls. All right. I'm going to take the calls in order. No one get mad. John, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for the time. Uh, two points. Number one, we do have to get power back into the people. I don't know if you saw the thorough prevalence study conducted in San Mateo County out of Stanford University, but it indicates this virus is 50 to 85 times more prevalent in society than testing indicates, which means two things. One, the death rate is much lower than we thought, and two, it's advanced far shorter through the entire population than we needed to be to have herd immunity. So we have to get these people back out into the world, out working, and keep the people who are vulnerable staying at home. Number one, power to the people. Number two, we need to get trickle-up economics going. We've had trickle-down economics for years and years and years. Guess what? You give a rich guy with millions of bucks an extra $10,000, what's he do? He puts it into a hedge fund, puts it into a private equity firm. You give that extra 1000 bucks or 10000 bucks to the average person, they spend that money. They get the economy going. They get the blood flowing yeah, through but, the economy but again. But here's the problem, Unbelievable. John. I agree with the Breathe, premise. Breathe. I understand. Thank you, by the way, for calling. But you don't give anybody anything. No. You let you them just earn let them, it. You let them keep their because own money. Because what if you give money to the scumbag pedophile... Lou Castillas in Elmwood Park. What if you give the pedophile? Right. He's going to take his ten thousand, and it doesn't matter what he does. You just gave a pedophile money. Well, then you get these this backwards affected thinking, right? I was in a conversation with somebody on Facebook earlier today, and they said, "How great is it that Pritzker announced he's waiving the first week waiting period for for uh, unemployment benefits? They're, they don't, you don't have to wait a week now." Yeah. And I said, "Well, but but he caused most of the unemployment. You can't praise somebody." <laughs> You can't. I can't light your house on fire, Sean, and then show up with a hose and get kudos. This yeah. is stupid. Hey, I got an insurance check. Here's the other point I want to tell John. You get a nice bridge for you. The best thing for the economy is to allow the, the man who made the money to keep it. Because you know what he said? He's going to take the 10000 and put it into the stock market. But what he's not saying is that that money is a loan to those companies he buys the money with who will hire people. In fact, him taking that 10000 and giving it to the stock market is more beneficial to the macro economy than any pedophile with 10000 will ever be. Candace, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Only because I don't sell physical film anymore. Hey, thank you. Two points. First one is my neighbor who has four kids and one on the way, maybe two on the way. And no TV they set. Found out their kids, they found out their kids um, when they started homeschooling them, our, the teachers are not being honest with them. And now the mom is going to start homeschooling. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of parents like that. Of course I've it heard is. quite a few of them on the radio. Okay. Yeah, I've said for decades. Set for decades. You send your kids off to these socialist engineering com- camps. When they get home, you got to detox them. My kids, I pay the best tuitions, best schools in the area, and they suck. Go ahead. Oh, I can't remember. That's like really Damn it. I, she, I, 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 I leapfrogged her second point. Candace, thanks for calling the show. Lewis probably has it. She'll get it. She'll get it to the morning show. Lewis, how are you? Hey, Sean. Uh, 
Good evening to you and your guests. Hey, uh, I've seen uh, Pritzker and, and, and Lori Lightfoot on Face the Nation. I was wondering, was are defense. they running for uh, 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 president and vice president? Are they going to replace uh, Joe Biden as a write-in? Lewis, can I ask you a question? <laughs> now, I don't know how old you are, Lewis. We can only hope. But in your lifetime, did you ever encounter two more powerful people in Chicago and or Illinois? I mean, can you believe the power that these people who I wouldn't let park my car, the power they have over your life? Did you ever think a mayor and some portly governor could seize your life? Old Man Daly could only dream of such things. Seriously. Did you ever think you'd see it, Lewis? Only if you give me everything in the world. But, Lewis, yeah. you know this. You can never give a man dignity. That's something he's got to earn. You know this. You can never give somebody anything that does that means something to them when they didn't earn it. Bestow pride. Right? I mean, what builds ghettos but well intentions and welfare? You know that. That's why the worst neighborhoods in America, or the world for that matter, are the ones with the most government help. Lewis, thanks for calling the show. And the people who are in charge of the government, they like it that way. Well, they need it that way. Because this is the kind of control that they love. And when you think about it, everyone made fun of Pritzker for spending a ridiculous amount of money to be governor. That's money well spent. He's got his he is worth. now the Adolf Hitler of Illinois. Who do you think got their money's worth more? Pritzker uh, spent, I don't know how much on the, uh, on the economy or on the election, but uh, then Bloomberg uh, threw his hat in for the Democratic nomination. Well, when he spent $900 million. Or if Bloomberg like would have won, $840 million. he would have been the, 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 the slender shorter, more weathered version Pritzker. of Pritzker. Yeah. And his authority would have been over the whole Except country. The difference is Bloomberg made his own money. Yeah, well, I mean it was it was his it was his endeavor that made the money, whereas Pritzker it was when you it realize when, me how Abe Pritzker made his money as a literally as a laundry man for the Chicago Basically. outfit. That's how he made the fortune. He was the bag man Allegedly. who laundered the money. This is all my opinion only. <laughs> all my opinion that you could look up. I recovered. It's just great that people stand there as he touts from that custom-made podium in those size 62, 17 inseam pants. How he sits there and tells you he's a, he's, he's a businessman. So he you understands. Lie. He understands how this works because he's a yeah. businessman. You're a punchline, fatty. Did you hear in the press conference they did? Uh, it was this week, this uh, early this week. The, this lady starts and the I question with, this, "As an entrepreneur yourself, yeah. I mean I'm this, like, what? I mean this with respect to the shoe shine people. My grandfather was one. They were twice the businessman this slob has ever been, and you are twice the man he'll ever be out there. Now start acting like it. Three one. Oh, it's at the end of the show. You That's won't the end? get used to wearing them chains after a while, Luke. But you never stop listening to them clinking. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. You listen to your president, you know that he had the answer to inflation. The country's got to produce more goods. Then we got to have a little more unemployment. So when there's more goods to buy and less people who can afford to buy the goods, then the prices will come down. Behold, Trump Economic Advisor, uh, Archie Bunker. It's so really I, mean, I was laughing so hard when you sent that to me this afternoon. I said, this dude, I was looking at this. Perfect. I was listening to it. I'm like, he sounds like Larry Kudlow. Yeah. It's going to be great. 33 million of you have been sidelined. That's, that's a little more Navarro. 
Oh, Navarro is not even worth listening but to. But that's that, that fraud. That sort of theory is a little more Navarro than Cutbo. This is what I want Republicans to do: get Trump elected. Yeah, absolutely better. He's far better. And then than hold his feet to the fire. And then say, look, what Constantly. the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. $8 trillion. Number one, I, I, oh, you had to save it, right? That's the argument I get from the Republicans. He had to do something. We're not saving it. You know what he had to do? It's dying in front of our eyes. He had to have the principles to say, are you out of your mind? You want me to shut down the American economy over the flu? If it take out 10% of the people, 10%, I'm going to bankrupt the rest. Talking about the people who get it talking about i don't care. not 10 percent of the population i say 10 percent of the population no nah, I, I, I don't think i'm on board with do you not in imprison the 90 percent well yeah okay yes i didn't know what you were getting at there you're in prison I thought you were, okay i've got some slob telling me there's five <laughs> stages before i can go and see my aunts and what there's, what? there's not even five stages to preparing his dinner you know here's the beauty about having five courses maybe you know i'm, I'm only half italian but i am so proud that I married into an Italian family. Because you know what we do? I got the kids by the house. We're hugging the kids. Come on. We watch TV. Because we haven't given a lick of what this scumbag said. What doorknob? Now, my mother-in-law is an older woman. She stays in the house. My wife puts the mask on. And that's what her choice is. Right. But the idea that they've seized our ability to be family. Oh, but see, that's the appropriate reaction. Now, one day that I miss, boys. Not one day. Protect the babies. Protect the elderly. Move on with life. I'm just hoping the pedophile, who, by the way, I'm going to spend the remainder on my way home on the 76th Avenue 2100 block yelling pedophile, him or one of these Democrats just knocks on the cigar store. Come on, I'd like a cigar. And I've been waiting for you to get here. Free cigars if you can make it back to the car. How do you think that? That's our new... Our new slogan at the Elmer Cigar House. Company if you're a Democrat, lowlife, or a pedophile, and you support the government, and you come to the store, and you can make it back to the car, you get the cigars for you free. You get free cigar. That seems like that's a, a good, magnanimous that's a hell son of a, of a gun. Yeah, I got to get more on the marketing. What's um? What's the the radius for parking? I mean, really. I'll let you go right in front of the front door. Oh, right. Yeah. Sounds sporting of you. I'm silly that way. Remember that scene in Bronx Tale? <laughs> Remember that scene in Bronx Tale when he said, you locked the door? You now locked you the can't door? leave. Now you can't leave. My favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Now you can't leave. The idea that we let this go idly by. People have captured our money, and they did it under the guise of being part of a society. Well, it's not just when your money. When those same people look at your kids as prey, and you as a fool. To be controlled. See, that's the thing. And I, keep society seeing, and I keep seeing people posting it. things on, on social media like, oh, people are worried about money more than lives. Oh, your stocks are not more important than somebody's safety. This isn't about money. No. This isn't money, right? Money is just the consequence of not working. If we all got bales of hay for working, if we got paid in bales of hay, then we'd be bitching about bales of hay, okay? This isn't about money. This is about the product of your work. And when you're not even allowed to perform your work, to attempt to make a product or to attempt to make a living. That's, that is the definition and, of slavery. And you know what else it is? It's about strengthening my rule that I developed under the, the Rauner regime. Just wait till the government work camps. The Rauner regime, I stumbled onto a rule. And that is, if you're a billionaire and your wife is unattractive, you're not to be trusted. It's the little things you got to notice. Why would a guy worth $2 billion be married to a linebacker who makes Luca Brazzi look like a stripper? All right, I've had a good time today. We will be back next Sunday, unless I go to Florida, which is going to happen. Got in a fight with the wife on Thursday. I almost took off. Any day now. I get the COVID.
have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.